1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with with verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I arrive, give attention to the public reading of Scripture, to exhorting, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you through prophecy with laying on hands by the council of elders. Put these things into practice. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this will save both yourself and your hearers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So today we will hear from two youth on kind of stories from the mission trip that they did um, that we took last week to La Center, Kentucky, where we did a lot of work. And you'll hear from them, and then after that we'll watch a video. And so first is Jackson Heisey. Good morning. Before I get started, I have a quick story to tell. First shot, the mission trip wasn't all work. There were some really fun parts to it. The one that that sticks out most to me was a burrito incident. (laughs) So it was Thursday. It was a half day of work. After we had finished, it was a late lunch. We were hungry. We had just finished building the fence. And we took a vote. Burritos ended up winning out. For the record, I did not vote for burritos. And we got to the Mexican restaurant, it's called Los Amigos, and several people gave us some weird looks as we walked in because we're dirty and tired and still a little sweaty, and it's a group of about ten people walking in. Nobody wants that in the restaurant. But Jude had ordered a, a burrito, and in big green lettering on t- the top of the menu, It was called the big one. So I just decided to order the same thing. And it got to the table. It was about 14 inches long and 4 inches wide. It was painful. (laughs) Whenever I say that it was the most food I've ever eaten in one sitting, I do not exaggerate. We got back to the uh, place we were staying. And both Jude and I made a straight beeline for the bed. And we just laid there the whole afternoon. We went to dinner. Dinner was tacos. We did not eat any tacos. But enough about the burrito. Although we had lots of fun on the trip, God was very much much well at work. First off, I want to share off a couple of God sightings. First one being a man by the name of Dave Davis. So Dave was, by all means, an ordinary man, but he was so dedicated to helping each and every person he met grow in Christ that it was a blessing to have him around. He had lots of great stories to tell. The first night after worship, we had group time. He shared one of his stories with us, and it just, I have a feeling that it resonated with everyone in the group, and I'm very grateful to Dave, and I don't think that we would have had the trip that we did without him. Next off was finishing that fence. Now, whenever we got there, all of the posts of the fence were up. About half of the stringers were up. And 
Monday, we finished most of the stringers. We had ran out of materials, so we started doing the picketing. Now, once we got little ways of making the pickets, putting them on the fence, and then second day, we started getting better at it. We started going faster and faster, and we got even more done. Then the third day was the day that we ran out of nails, we ran out of pickets, and we had no thought that we were going to get to finish it. We also ran out of paint. And the last half day was whenever we just decided that no matter what, we were going to finish that fence. We were going to stay no matter how long we had to. And we finished it. We got all the paint on there. And several of us took a video of the fence, and it was... You don't realize what you're doing until after you're able to look back on it and you see the work that you've done, and it was definitely something special to see. Now, as a whole, the trip was a lot. We didn't really get a whole lot of sleep, and we were working for six-plus hours a day. But one thing I learned was the power of a single group that's dedicated to a goal whether it was us getting that fence done, the other groups working on various projects throughout the community, or even the counselors who took weeks out of their summer in order to help their community and to help us grow in Christ. Now, it's definitely something special to see that many people working towards a common goal, and it's not something that I think any of us will be forgetting anytime soon. Now, it wouldn't be a mission trip if we didn't grow in Christ. And if by the end, if we didn't feel back closer to God, it wouldn't really be worth it. But for me, this was my first real mission trip. We had done stuff near the church a couple summers ago, but we hadn't really gone anywhere and we hadn't done anything. But... During this trip, I experienced God on a level that I never had before. We were constantly surrounded by like-minded people and people that were dedicated to teaching us, such as Dave. And the entire time, we just had people pouring into us and just feeding us and helping us grow in Christ that I don't think that there's a single soul there that left the same way that they came in. So I'm grateful to all of the counselors, all of the people in the community, and all of the support we got for the trip. I'll now invite Connie up to talk about her side of it. I said that I would go second, but now I don't really want to. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. That was really good. <laughs> good morning. Uh, I would like to start by saying that I had little faith in Jack and his burrito eating skills. I thought, for sure, it's not going to happen. He'll get three-fourths of the way through, and then he'll just be like, oh, I can't do it anymore. But uh, he, he prevailed. He succeeded. And I did not go near him for the next 24 hours. <laughs> we just try to keep a wide berth, you know what I mean? We had, we had a lot of fun on the mission trip. 
it was uh, super exciting to get to be fully engaged in something. You didn't go home. There was no uh, people coming in that you knew. It was There was a singular goal, and that was that. You were here for the mission trip, and the mission trip was here for you. And that was something that I really appreciated being able to be a participant in and not just like a helper or somebody that's running things. A lot of times the youth ends up helping to run events that the church has, like kids camp, which is an absolute pleasure. I firmly believe that the youth have more fun at the kids camp than the kids do. But it was really nice to be able to not have to worry about the logistics of anything. Everybody with team effort had everything planned out. Anytime we ran out of materials, they were right there with more. And we didn't have to worry about, you know, cleaning up, cleaning the spaces that we were in or planning or leading worship. We were just able to be participants in that. And so that was a really cool experience uh, that I haven't been able to have in a while. I learned a lot on this, mission, on this mission trip, some of which you wouldn't expect to be learned. I have a newly found confidence in my construction skills. Well-founded? Perhaps not. <laughs> but I feel like I could take on the world. I've been walking around my house like, oh, that's a doorknob. That could be fixed. <laughs> Little scuff on the wall. Eh, I got it. Not a problem. Closet fell down. Easy work. Now, none of this is true. All that I did was take a nail, one nail and one hammer, and hammer it in. And even that did not have a 100% success rate. But for what it's worth, I feel very empowered in my own skills. And that actually has uh, been something that I'm glad to take with me as I get closer to living on my own and to being that I know that I can uh, at least do a couple things and that really maybe a YouTube video and a hammer aren't, you know, too hard to come by. So I learned a lot of technical skills, and I also learned a lot about uh, religion as a whole. Turns out Austin and his wife, Shelby, have masters in divinity, which is a crazy amount of education, and they've spent years and years and years and years and years and years <laughs> learning about the Bible and different religions and different facets of our own religion and the history of the church and the Bible. And I would just sit and listen to them all day. I would, I would pick at their brain for anything that they could give me, all while absolutely decimating them in phase 10. But we talked about all kinds of things. I learned about the Episcopalian Church. Still can't spell it, but I learned about it. I learned, we talked about women in the church. We talked about open versus closed communion. We talked about uh, the history of the church forming and the history of the different denominations and where they went. And we talked even more deeply about God's calling in our lives and what that can mean and how that can present itself at different points in your calling. And so it was just a really amazing experience to be able to have time that was set aside for just whatever we wanted to do and whatever we wanted to do happened to be talk about the Bible and talk about religion and talk about all of these things that so many people don't have as deep understanding of. 
Another person that I found had a deep understanding of spiritual matters, but in a slightly different way, was Dave. Um, Dave, originally, I was a bit put off by Dave, because he, we were talking about one day, whether, about the joys that we'd had in the day, and any, like, anxieties that we'd had in the day. And Dave had been in the room, and he decided to join us, and he was like, I don't, I don't have anxiety. And I was like, well, I, I don't know if I believe that. But it turns out that Dave really does live his life in a place where he just lets it go. I don't know how he's gotten to that point. I desperately wish to get to that point in my own life. But it was amazing to see someone who who truly lived into giving it to God. If Dave had a problem, he prayed about it, he thought about it, and he gave it up. And And then he was done. He didn't come back to worry about it. He didn't come back to think about it. He just did what he knew that he was called to do, and he let God worry about the rest. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how Dave does that. But it was crazy to see that much peace in a man. He was, he was, just, he was just chilling, living his life. And, and that was so, so amazing to see. Like, people say that you can do that. People say, like, just give it to God. But, like, he actually did it. It was, it was a really almost frighteningly amazing experience. And that's not the only uh, person that was like that. Almost everybody that we met had a different take on religion or a different take on um, spiritual matters. We were with all kinds of different denominations. We were with several uh, different denominations in the church that we were with. It was, it was a Baptist church. And so this conglomerate of denominations and different thoughts on on the Bible that are all slightly different but somehow all the same gave me a very new outlook on what the church looks like as a whole. And it made me very proud to be a part of a church that can span so many different people and so many different beliefs and still be God's people. Even though we are we differ black and white sometimes and we argue and we can fight sometimes. We are all united under Christ and under God's love. And that was something that I'd like to keep with me as I, as I go through my life, to not be judgmental of people who have slightly different beliefs of me, but rather to love everybody because we are all God's children. And that was my experience with the mission trip. And video? Do you have a video? Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Connie. Um, it's one thing to hear about it. It's another thing to see it. And so we do have a video, a kind of highlight video of the week for you all to watch. And so we'll play that now.
of you who made this week possible for our youth and thanks to the youth and to Austin and their leaders who who took their time to see that this trip was a success for our youth and for the community in which they served. And, and, And that's what we need to realize about these trips. That's what we need to realize about our walk in faith. We are called to love on each other and to love God. And it sounds like the youth did a great job of that over this week. And I think that's what we're called to do As we come to the table this morning, we are called to remember that we are to love God and love our neighbors, no matter what background they come from, no matter what they look like, no matter what they think. We are all the same at this table of Christ. And as Christ instituted that meal for us, he let us know that as he sat with his disciples on on that night, which was supposed to be pretty ritualistic. And everybody knew what was to be said and when it was to be said. But what he did was change the script for all of us today. We're not perfect. Those disciples weren't perfect. The youth weren't perfect over the week. Were they, Austin? (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sure they were. Uh, But what we do know is that we are all made perfect in Christ and that we can all come to this table forgiven and free. So let's take a moment of silent prayer to talk with God about those things that separate us from God and to confess our sins before God. Amen. We are all a forgiven people. We are all welcome at this table. All are invited, not just United Methodists, not just Good Shepherd folk, not just those of us who profess to be Christians. But this is a table of grace for which all are invited and all are welcome. Let's pray together. Holy and awesome God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks that we are welcomed at your table of grace. We know what a sacrifice you made to make this possible for us. And we thank you for the opportunity to be welcomed at your table. Lord, we ask that you pour out your spirit on all of us in this room on these simple gifts of bread and juice that make them be the body in Christ, body of Christ that you gave. And Lord, we just ask that you fill us, fill this room, and fill these elements that you may be known to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If those who are coming this morning to help serve will come forward. Christ took the bread and he broke this bread and he gave it to all of us here and said, Take, eat, 
This is my body. When supper was over, he took the cup, gave it to you, and blessed it, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. intention this morning, a piece of bread will be broken for you. You will dip it in the cup. If you're not com- uh, comfortable with that, we do have individual <coughs> offerings and we have gluten-free options available as well. Let's <coughs> come feast at the table.
from this place. Let us go knowing the name of Jesus is spoken over us and may you speak it over those you meet. Amen.